0: A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month. And never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Aaron Royer. I've gotten some really good questions coming in, and several of them are ones that a lot of parents struggle with. So today, I'm going to share some more parenting questions and answers on power struggles and aggression. Now, Christine asks, my four-year-old son falls under the power struggles category. He is a pro. I've listened to the podcast and have also started the class. My immediate question to you is, after all the tips and tools have been exhausted and he is flat out deliberately refusing, what do you do then? For example, currently his big power struggle is going to the bathroom. He is well potty trained. He wears underwear all day. He has even been two months without an accident at night. So this is not a new routine. We see him dancing and we say, it looks like your body is telling you that you need to pee. Do you want to hop to the bathroom or stomp like a T-Rex? No matter how we phrase it, he says, no, I don't have to go. After that, he has a small accident prior to finishing the job in the toilet. This is just one example, but his no and his deliberate refusal to listen is very frustrating. Currently, when he yells now and we have exhausted our communication options, he either walks or is carried to his room to think about his actions. We tell him this is not a time out, but a time for him to think about how he responded. We also use this room technique when he is having a meltdown and needs to calm down. Anything will help. We have become very frustrated as we don't know what to do when we have exhausted our options. Okay, so Christine, each power struggle is going to be unique. So as you've already alluded to, you will apply the different tools and techniques differently depending on the situation. So first, I recommend you finish watching the power struggles video to have all the tools to then decide which to apply in each situation. I also strongly recommend you watch the potty training video to learn about behavior as it directly relates to potty training. But also, there are two good questions to ask yourself beforehand when it comes to power struggles. Number one, how much does this matter? What's the worst thing That could happen. So let's say your four year old child wants to wear plaid shorts and a striped shirt. What's the worst that could happen? Not much, right? So some people may say it's cute and a few people may give a sideways glance. Not a big deal. Most parents would say it's not worth a fight. But your child wants a cookie before dinner and you feel strongly that he needs to learn healthy eating habits. First, the cookies are out of reach, so there's no trying to get it back from him, hopefully. But he throws a full on knock down, drag out tantrum, kicking, and screaming. You know what? Fine. Step over him, continue cooking. He's not getting the cookie. So I'm not sure where you fall in the spectrum with the potty training, but the worst that can happen is he has an accident. He has to change and there's some extra laundry to do. Annoying? Yes. My guess is there's more behind it than that on your part. Maybe a concern that is my child behind in potty training? What if someone makes fun of him about it at school? The second question that you want to ask is, how much control do I have over this situation? So with the potty training, can I force him to go? Not really. You can force him into the bathroom even to get his pants down and even sit on the toilet, but you cannot force him to release the pee. Also, it's not fun. And that can backfire. Soon he's just going to spite you to show he has control. So in the potty training video, you learn about potty training as a process that requires internal motivation. It's great to remind him just like you're doing. You're doing the potty dance. It looks like you might need to go. But in the end, the decision is his. So when he has an accident, then the consequence for that is to have him clean it up himself as much as he is capable. So have a talk with him about this. Say something like, most of the time, you're great at using the potty. You know when you need to go, you get yourself there in time. But sometimes you wait a little too long. I'm going to remind you when I see you dancing. But from now on, when you have an accident, you will need to clean yourself up. Change out of your wet underwear and bottoms, put them in the laundry, and go put on clean clothes. A lot of times, this inconvenience is enough to make the accidents stop after a few times of having to do this. Because so many kids don't want to stop what they're doing to go potty in the first place, but if they have to stop to change afterwards, that takes even longer and more effort, and they quickly learn it's not worth it. If you have a struggle about the changing, the consequence is that he can't do anything else until he changes. He can't go back to playing with his toys or getting a snack or whatever he was doing until he gets changed or those things, those toys or whatever get put up or put away until he's changed. So what's happening here is you're right. It's a power struggle. It's not that he doesn't know that he needs to go. He absolutely does. He is fully potty trained. He is connected to his body and the feeling of going to the bathroom. It's about control. So if you can step back and make it not such a big deal, just make this his decision. It looks like you need to go. But if you have an accident. Just remember, you're going to have to get yourself changed and then let it go. Pretty soon, you'll see that when he no longer gets that feeling of control, he will no longer start to put up that fight. Then there's a lot of other things that you can do to kind of work on this power struggles issue. And I know you have access to the classes. So be sure to watch a lot of those discipline classes, things like choices and special time and some of those things that will give him some feelings of control, some feelings of connection with his parents that will help alleviate some of these power struggles so this answers the first part of your question and also is a start to the second part asking yourself the two questions and then being able to decide if the current situation is a power struggle you want to take on I mean going all the way to consequences should it get to that and again you'll learn more about that and the steps to go through before getting to the consequences once you watch the full power struggles video I also recommend you watch the time outs video or really I think it's called no more timeouts. Although you aren't calling it a timeout, it still is because timeouts are when we put our kids on their own to think about what they did or to think about making better choices. So this goes back to question 2. How much control do you have? Well, we can put our kids in their room or on the stairs or in the corner but we cannot force them to think anything or about anything in particular. And therefore, they usually don't. They think about how mad they are and how unfair we're being. So what works better is to sit with them and ask questions. Why did I have you come sit with me right now? Was that a good choice? What happened or what could have happened? Say he threw a toy, but no one got hurt. What does it feel like to get hit with a toy? Does it feel good? or does it hurt? When you get mad next time, instead of throwing the toy, what could you do to show you are mad? And this is the process of coaching, and you may need to help give answers to some or all of the questions at first, but this way you know he's thinking about what he did and coming up with some solutions for next time, or learning from you about solutions he can use next time. So you can watch the class on discipline communication tools for more on coaching also. And also be sure to watch discipline focus on the positive because this is another tool that will help with these power struggles is positive feedback. Positive feedback is another tool that will help minimize these power struggles. So when he gets to the potty on time, you would say something like, you knew you had to go and got to the potty in plenty of time. Your pants stayed dry. This gives him attention for doing what you like to see. It lets him know exactly what makes you happy. If we constantly comment on what we don't want to see, it brings attention to that negative behavior and it actually tends to increase the negative behavior because it's still attention. So we want to switch it around, give more attention to the positive behavior and try to minimize that attention to the negative behavior. So lots of attention when he gets to the potty on time, keeps his pants dry. When he doesn't make it on time, well, it looks like you didn't make it. You need to go change your clothes and keep it very minimal and small and stay out of it. Don't go over. Don't try to help him. He needs to do it on his own. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important, but did you know indoor air quality can be up to a hundred times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. puroair.com Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA 14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Hey parenting beyond discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. That's homethreads.com slash parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads, love where you live. Okay, so now we got another question from Laurel who's looking for some older sibling advice. My son has been taking some swipes at my six-month-old son and I. He barely makes contact typically, but the intent is there. Do we try to ignore it? and hope it doesn't escalate, or try some sort of consequence for hitting. We tried a couple of timeouts, but I find that impossible to do when I'm on my own. Do you have any tips that work? It's also happening with friends a little bit too, but that's more like roughhouse playing, so I feel that may be different. Okay, so for Laurel, I already responded to her personally since she is a member, and I let her know that this exact topic is already in one of the classes on the site and advised her to watch that. But I also gave her the steps from the class so she can get started right away. So this is from the Sibling Rivalry class, and the tips are after you bring a new baby home, first expect changes in behavior. This is very normal. In general, don't expect the older sibling or siblings to be happy about this new sibling. They may be happy, but don't expect it. In most cases, it is unrealistic, especially for siblings four and under. The idea of sharing mom and or dad or both is not exciting. So first and foremost, always stay in close proximity with toddlers or young children and new siblings. Sibling rivalry and these feelings of jealousy are very common. Young children do not have a fully developed sense of empathy and do not fully understand that their actions are hurtful. All they know is, is that they used to get more attention or that this thing is getting an awful lot of attention and they don't like it. They see parents' affection and attention as a limited resource that they now have to share with someone else. So you are very likely to see an increase in negative emotions, frustration, anger, more tantrums. This can be a hard transition. So remember to show lots of empathy to the older sibling or siblings and also to err on the side of the older child. As you may be aware, we have three, and our oldest was only 20 months old when our twins were born. I was so nervous and scared about how I was going to have enough energy and time for everyone once the twins arrived. But I followed this rule to a T. If baby was crying and so was Carter, Carter got the attention first. If it was time to breastfeed the twins and Carter needed lunch, I'd make his lunch and then sit down to breastfeed. And it actually worked very well. And it turned out that my fears were unfounded. I did have enough time and energy for everyone. Now, I didn't sit down or shower for two years straight except to breastfeed, but that's a different story. Also, allow for downtime with mom or whoever the main caregiver is with the older sibling. So if you can do once a day to read or play one-on-one while baby's napping with the older sibling, that will go a long way. You also want to return to normalcy as soon as possible. And Laurel, I don't think this applies to you because it's now been six months. But for anyone who has a very new sibling on the way or already there, you want to return to normalcy as soon as possible for the older child, back to their activities, to preschool, to playdates. Now, when it comes to the aggression, you want to have a zero tolerance policy for aggression towards the baby. This means there is a consequence for the very first instance. So here are the steps. If baby is hurt or crying, be sure to show attention to the baby first without going overboard. Just like I shared in the last podcast on aggression and handling it with older kids, you want to give some attention but not go overboard. So pick up baby and comfort baby. This shows that the aggressive act will get the baby more attention and the first attention. Then have a related consequence for the sibling that hurt the baby. Usually something like having that sibling go play on his or her own for five minutes or you're playing with baby and not allowing that sibling to participate with you for a few minutes. Then you want to coach, always coach. Discuss your child's feelings and allow him or her to share her feelings about jealousy, about anger, or frustration, Talk about better ways he or she can share these feelings with you rather than hurting the baby. Talk about how hitting and other actions hurt and how it feels to be hurt. Then during quiet times when you're just sitting or playing, talk and coach often about how and why we touch and hold a baby and allow your child to practice. Now, for information on lots of ways to foster positive sibling relationships from the moment you introduce the new siblings all the way through adolescence, be sure to see the class on sibling rivalry on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the Modern Parenting tab. Now, since March is National Nutrition Awareness Month, next week I'm going to cover some tips on nutrition and raising healthy eaters. It's a tough world out there these days when it seems like there is junk food everywhere and constant opportunities to indulge in pizza and candy and other sweets. So I'll share tips on keeping kids on track while still allowing some moderate amounts of indulgence. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.